Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And it is a Tuesday night. It's a terrific Tuesday and we are just so happy to be with you. And we have a very, very special guest with us on tonight. And I am so excited about having her with me. Uh, she and I met um, back in 2015. We were both part of a women's conference and it was on a cruise. Yes, it looked like she's here. And um, yeah, if you just send me a request to join, um, I'll accept that and we'll be ready to go. Yes, we met on a cruise and uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And she's coming on now. Yay. And I have her bio ready to go. Hey. Good evening. Good evening, Pastor. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to have you with us tonight. I'm excited to be with you. Praise the Lord. Oh, you have praise the me. I've been ripping and running, busy doing the work. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> That's who you are. And I'm just so proud of you. I've been watching your Facebook um, stories and you have an exciting tale to tell us tonight. <laughs> And I'm so excited because you and I actually talked about this way back. Because you, you actually visited there once before. Yes, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. And okay. so tonight we have with us Pastor Nettie Rennell. She is the pastor of Mary Spring Hill AME Church in Shreveport. Reverend Rennell was ordained an elder in 1994 in the AME Church. She is a retired educator. She's a principal. And she's an Army veteran. She is a mother, a grandmother, and an inspirational speaker. I see those grandbabies all the time. <laughs> they just wonderful. Thank you. On May the 29th through June the 10th, Pastor Rennell traveled to Malawi, where they're known for Warm Heart of Africa, where she was the guest of the 20th Episcopal District, AME. Pastor Rennell is known as, you're going to have to help me with this. Mm -hmm. So you want me to try it? Abusa Shikande. Okay, Abusa Shikande which uh, means because her theme was taking love to Africa. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Pastor Rennell, we welcome you to Morning Soul Shine with Bridget. And we're just so happy to have you here with us. Hi, September. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. And we have Pastor Rennell with us. And she is an amazing pastor. She is a powerful pastor. And she and I met back in 2015 right. at a women's conference. Right. And it was on a cruise ship. <laughs> I wish we were there now. That's right. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. yes. It was absolutely wonderful. So Pastor Rennell, Thank you so much for being with us. And the first question I want to ask you is just tell us about yourself and your ministry and what are your, you know, what are your goals? What are your missions? I, I think the first thing I would like to say is that I've always been a people person. I'm just a down to earth country girl who loves serving and helping people. So mm -hmm. uh, basically that's me. That's the ministry. Mm -hmm. I like to be in a position to serve and to help and to have my 
uh, congregation that I'm serving and also be a part of that outreach. Uh, Amen. To hang out with God is to love. And when you hang out with God, it's about work. And oftentimes, I think the formal stereotype ministry is okay in certain settings. But we're mm -hmm. living in a time where people need to, to, to embrace us on a level that they see every day. Amen. They're, they're more receptive to hearing about our God when we're not too stuffy and we're not too mm -hmm. pumped in circumstance. Yeah, so exactly. I, find that to be most productive in this ministry. So I think that capsulizes uh, who I am and what I do in ministry. I I'm just an everyday person hanging out with everyday folks. Well, you know, you are absolutely beautiful and wonderful. And I see the pictures where when uh -huh. you were in Malawi and how you were just, you were right in there, you were baptizing, you were hugging them and, you know, praying with them and just loving on them. And it takes yeah. a very special person to leave outside of their home country and embrace people that you don't even know, you know? Yep. And so that is a blessing that you have that type of heart. And I'm so blessed to know you. So tell to us about Malawi. What, what, okay. have, what brought you to Malawi? When I think about Malawi, the first thing I want to say is the people in Malawi are like people everywhere else. Love is universal. Mm -hmm. People understand genuine love no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. um, the people in Malawi that the Lord placed in my spirit back in 2014, 2015, uh, are a group of people that are located in remote areas okay. where most people would not venture off to reach mm -hmm. them because their locations. Um, I was blessed to be able to go off into those villages off the beaten path, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Many of the people were so grateful that with the translator being there to help me, they would say things like, thank you for coming to see about me. Oh, and, wow. I would, and I would say back to them, God told me to come see you. Oh, God loves you. That is so wonderful. Yeah, and that was so sincere when they heard that, you know, the tears of joy just flowed from them and me because God did send me. He definitely did. Because I remember the question I asked you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're not scared that you're going to get some type, because, you know, being out there in a remote area, I they know. don't have all the, the sterile things that, you know, inland has. So can you talk to us about that that experience for you? Actually, it's it's very third world. Okay. Very remote. None of the creature conference that uh, many of us are accustomed to. Mm -hmm. But I say that my humble upbringing, I grew up in the country. I grew up in areas I feel groomed me for wherever God sends me. Amen? Amen. And my people has always been no barriers mm -hmm. so i was never afraid have never been afraid to reach out and touch people even in a pandemic not that i'm testing god or anything but i mm -hmm. knew god called me i knew god prepared me for this mission and he had made the way clear he clearly spoke that i was free to go and serve these people at this time and even in that we dug holes to baptize we had to sweat i've seen to that 
we had to encourage one another. Not once did disease and all these other things enter my mind. None of that stuff entered my mind until I got back to the state when folks kept <laughs> about you. I saw you in this water. I saw, and, and I explained to them, this is a faith walk with God. They saw the first pool that we dug and how muddy it was. Mm -hmm. That was the first step. When God saw how sincere we were, each pool got there. Each pool got neater, cleaner. What am I saying? We have to show God how serious we are and make mm -hmm. the first step. Amen. We willing to get in the dirty water first. Oh, we, my goodness. You're preaching tonight, yeah, sister. Willing to, you know, get down in the dirt to help the people so that God can be a blessing. And then God started opening doors and we start having cleaner water, fresher talks placed in the hole. So that tells you about the people of Malawi. They wanted the help and they were willing to work to help make it better for me to minister. Wow. They wanted to be baptized and they said, we can dig the hole. They wanted me to preach every night. So they made sure they strung up lights or whatever we needed to do so I could preach every night and baptize every day. And we taught oh, wow. and we did classes on training every day. The people were serious. I mean, they would come eight, nine, 10, 12 kilometers to a location when they knew I was going to be there for another day. Uh, I was supposed to have an off day. I'm just trying to share the people in Malawi what they want. They are hungry. I was supposed to have two off days and they asked, would I give another day because people still were coming? I said, sure, I'll do that. Ended up having to baptize more. I left people who needed baptism, but uh, we trained some young preachers, some AME pastors. Okay. Who continue those baptisms. And all of those people we baptized will be going into AME churches. There oh, my gosh. AME churches that are already established in the area. You, so, are, you are really doing the work of God because, you know, our mission is to go out into all parts That's of right. the world. That's right. He didn't just say where there's five star hotels. That's right. <laughs> he said everywhere. And you are taking it everywhere, Pastor. Have you had an opportunity to share on your end? Uh, not yet. Uh, what we're doing is we are uh, at the final stages of putting together uh, documentary, a videography, mm -hmm. choreograph. Uh, presentation, mm -hmm. you know, and our bishop has requested uh, mm -hmm. some of the documentary information, but I have not presented anything here on the district as of yet, uh, but I do know the Lord is going to provide an opportunity because people need to know the impact ministry have to a people that's hungry. Because Amen. it clearly states that the harvest is plentiful. Now, um, the laborers are few. You are right about that. Yes. Now, Pastor uh, Rennell, mm -hmm. now, how can you talk to us about do the people of Malawi, do they understand the word of God? Yes, they actually, but when you're teaching in another language, you have to take your time and you, you have to teach from the beginning. So, and you can't teach them from a lofty position. Mm hmm I'm reminded of the scripture where Jesus says, suffer the little children coming to me for the kingdom of God is as such as mm -hmm. these children. So I was able to teach from them as from the beginning. Okay. So by Jesus, I was introducing them to this love, this concept of God and Jesus. 
I was not talking at them or preaching down at them. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. let them know that this love has come to them because God wants to embrace them in his kingdom. That oh God, God. For them is genuine. Amen. 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 And no, uh, I have grandbabies. I was just checking on them. Um, oh, that's okay. And they really, uh, when you do that, it's like, when you're hungry, you, you they just hang on every word because this mm -hmm. God's love is real. Because who else would show up here? Who else? Other missionaries are in lines to go to other places. Mm -hmm. As soon mm -hmm. as one group leave, another group is going into other areas. There were no lines going into these villages. They, they, these folks know that in order, it's like Jesus walking through the wilderness and going through different places. They knew if Jesus showed up here, I, this this is God sent. Oh, girl. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And I can't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. And you I guess I'm feeling this. Yes, I get so excited about it because I know in my natural mind, I cannot do mm -hmm. this. Some mornings, I barely want to get up and move around, and I'm happy. <laughs> And I I'm, mean, that's what I'm saying. And, and pressing, I mean, 18 and 20 hour days, eating what they eat, prepared right there in the in the open. You know, they may kill the chicken there. They clean it. They they you know stick it in the high water, take the feathers off, clean it, prepare it in the the dish. And the other people are working on the vegetables, and somebody's cooking the sema. Everything is being prepared right there outside. And you're right with it. See, you can't go in and minister folks and be standoffish. You have to get in the mix. I actually helped cook some of the the uh, the the food that was being prepared. You have to become part of the community to minister to the community, to be so, effective. So their food, is it way different than what we eat? Well, they eat meat, vegetables. There's a lot of vegetables. Uh, they eat goat, I mean, chicken. Whatever we eat is just that it's prepared to me more healthy because... It's light oil and it's cooked like in a, uh, on a grill or in a, um, not a wok pan, but this is this big silver mm -hmm. bowl. They heat it over an open fire and they may put the meats in and let it brown and whatever. And then they add, just, they make their own gravy or flavor. But it's all healthier to me. It's no greasy mm -hmm. residue. Or oh, rice is, you know, they love rice. Uh, they have a staple called sema which is to me is the best way I can describe it is like a, a, a grit pancake, but it's not grits, but it's, that makes me think of it. But they use that instead of bread a lot. And they eat that a lot with everything. Grits, uh, they eat that like with their uh, greens. Mm -hmm. The green is like a, maybe a collard or a mustard green. That's a favorite green. Mm -hmm. Cabbage. But they have lemon trees, banana trees, I mean, uh, persimmons, those uh, mm -hmm. trees. I mean, they have a lot of healthy things scattered out that you know people can eat and glean from uh, a lot of the crops have been destroyed because of the flood so they're trying to replenish the land okay Several now are these are these the same people that you visited back in 2015 or is it the same it's the same country but not the exact same people because okay. in the villages uh when i came once before i mainly ministered in bland Terre. That was mainly within the the city life. Okay. You know, the more modernized, but not as much, but more modernized in the villages. So okay. I was uh, meeting with pastors within that local 
uh, presiding elder district within the city of Lantara, which is like a major city. This time, the Lord, when I was there, the Lord spoke for me to be able to go out into the remote areas. And that's when the Lord prepared this opportunity for me to go. Because that's where I felt the call for me actually was. You don't wear high heels out there. You're not wearing your best suit. You know, you, you're going to, you know, take care of business. People are sick. People are hungry. People are desolate. You're praying folks through. You know, folks are struggling spiritually, emotionally. Yeah, you may have to cast out demons. You may have to do whatever God has purposed for you to do. Things that a lot of folks are not comfortable with doing, but when you're on the battlefield, the mm -hmm. Lord orchestrates and prepares. And that was my confidence. I have a faith walk. Yes, you do. I'm definitely uh, believing and trusting God to prepare the way, and I know nothing I do is on my own. So, so that how, how long a flight was that? Oh, I this time I went, it was maybe almost 30 hours because I, I each time I go, I take a different route so I can pass through different countries. Oh, okay. I, that's just me. This, I went through New Jersey, New York, um, then I went to Ethiopia, mm -hmm. then I went to Blantyre. On my way back, I came back through Ethiopia, Dublin, and then to Canada, and then I came back to New Orleans. So I, I take different routes. So I think I did eight hours straight, and then I had a little break, another eight hours straight, another little break like that. But you can take like a, a flight that I've taken before, like from New Orleans to uh, Atlanta to mm -hmm. Johannesburg. And I think that was almost like 16 hours straight. Oh, wow. I didn't want to do that one. That's just too long. Yeah. I, depends on what, how you want to break your flight up. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it's, a, it's a good flight. It, it, it's not a short flight. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, the time difference is maybe seven or eight hours. Uh, like they are seven or eight hours ahead of us. Oh, okay. So you, you, you have that drag in the time. So you have to adjust to that. Now, Pastor Rennell, um, did your, um, your experience in the military, I'm just trying to connect all of these different things. Yes. <laughs> so you were in the military. Yes. And then you also an educator principal. Yes. So God has been preparing you for this time. I truly believe that. I truly so, believe can you talk to us about how you felt during your journey of getting to where you are now? Yeah, I, I, you know, when I look back, I understand it all better. But I never understood what's the God, why you have me doing this? I was in the military for all those years and serving and traveling. And I always used to tell people, look, y'all can drop me anywhere. I'm going to be fine. I, always, <laughs> I have no problem. You can drop me out of an airplane as long as I land safely. I don't care where I am. I know God's going to take care of me. And one of the things, this is how God prepared me for foreign travel. I remember arriving in South Korea, and no one was there to pick me up to take me to my duty post, and I could not speak the language, and I was like young, green, just mm -hmm. literally terrified. And I was trying to explain to this man I need to get to my unit, and he said, oh, that's about three mm -hmm. hours up, da-da-da. I couldn't understand what all he was saying. So he got me a cab. So mm -hmm. the Travis said he would take me up, to, and I'm just riding here, terrified. I don't know where this man taking me, just driving all through the countryside about three hours. And we get to this um, remote place, but a lot of people, I mean, like, arm and shoulder tight. So he lets me out, throw my bags out, 
and takes my money out. And I'm trying to count out whether he just takes all my money. And I'm standing there. Okay, God, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what to do. I'm about to cry. And <laughs> I felt a tug on my, on my uniform. And this little short lady, she said, she was Korean. She said, are you Christian? And I was afraid to answer because, you know, they might do something to Christian. Yeah. <laughs> She said, are you Christian? I said, yeah, what's it to you? You know, I had a little attitude with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, I am. She said, I be your eyes, I be your mouth. And she grabbed my jacket and pulled me through the crowd to a pole. And there was a phone inside of the pole. And she said, unit, unit. She kept asking me. She was trying to get my unit information. Mm -hmm. And I told her my unit number. And she just got to punching some buttons. And then she handed me the phone. And I said, hello. And they said, Renelle, that's yours again. They said, where are you? And I told them, and I gave them the post. And they said, we, they sent, we sent somebody to the airport to pick you up. I said, well, I'm here in TDC, Tongue Deshaun, somewhere. <laughs> they, said, they said, stay right there. We're sending a truck to get you. Do not move. Stay at that post. And I was so happy. And I reached down to grab that woman, and I could not find her. I don't know if she got lost in the crowd or from my imagination. That was I don't an know angel. What it was, but I said, that was God, an angel. So from that point on, I don't care where you send me. I know God got eyes oh. for me. That was my indoctrination to trust in God in a foreign land. And what a testimony. And had similar experiences of God looking out for me. So I wanted to share that to let you know that's how the military has been intricate and uh, very crucial in my development as far as traveling and mm -hmm. trusting God. Amen. Uh, Amen. A lot of doors and just kept building my faith. And how many years uh, were you an educator and principal? Okay, I was uh, in education 26 years, a principal for 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So God was using all of that experience also. Yes, to, to work with families and communities and teaching and children. I just love, actually, I love teaching. I love people, period. So uh, every opportunity just sit. I like back porch ministry. I like mm -hmm. uh, in-your-face type ministry, you know, practical teaching, that type of stuff. I'm not just scholastic teacher. Uh, I mean, I love scholastic intellectual mm -hmm. type things, uh, but that's not my focus. That's somebody else's ministry. I love to get down in the dirt with the people to help them come out. If necessary, put them on my back and get dirty with them. Amen. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You have a beautiful heart and spirit. Yes, oh, my gosh. And, you know, you and I have spoken before. And yes. so I felt that the first time I met you, you're yes. just really down to earth and you just love on people. And I'm just so proud of you. And, you know, what has Malawi done for you now as in part of your ministry? Malawi has really encouraged me to do all that God has called me to do without hesitation, uh, without worrying about uh, stigma, any type dogma that tends to make add restraints. Mm -hmm. When it comes to genuine love, it's not about uh, doctrines. It's not about dogma. It's not about uh, people, stereotypes. People mm -hmm. just want your love. And Jesus modeled that best by meeting the need. See, you can best minister just by meeting folks' need, loving them, feeding them, providing shelter for them. You know, God enabled me to uh, give blankets while I was there. Wow. To, to take bags of flour while I was there. 
it, just to let you know how Malawi has impacted my life and my faith walk, I was in one remote village. One of the pastors mentioned to one of their leaders in the parliament what was happening in the village. Mm -hmm. The parliament governor like came to one of the meetings one night and he stood up and offered me a bus to continue the journey while I was there. We had our own two of us. Did you hear me? Look at you. Look at God. This is one of <laughs> oh my God. A, a bus to take us through the outlier areas to help us get closer to where we needed to go to get down into the villages. And then the bus driver, he was so awesome. He actually took that big bus down into a lot of the areas. Oh we were, my gosh. Seeds and bushes in his big bus. I said, only God can do this. Only God. Only God. Now, yes. is, this, is this area like considered safe or was there any fear of, you know, people, you know? There were all types of, if I look back over it now and listen to any uh, outside conversation, there's always uh, chances of uprisings, mm -hmm. uh, upheaval anywhere. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand. But shielded me from a lot of that conversation. I just had total blinders on and trusting God for the ministry. Even in Ethiopia, as you hear about those uprisings there, you know, I was able to pass through there, but none of that came near me. Amen? Amen. So, you know, usually when God calls us, he prepares the way for us to go into these areas. And we really just have to trust him. Because Amen. if we listen to all the chatter on the side, we would get distracted and it would make us sit down. But the scripture clearly tells do not look to the left nor to the right. So when we well, I'm get glad a, you I'm glad you didn't call me. <laughs> <laughs> well you know you had, but you're walking in your calling though. You bring the people together and the experiences together. Amen. Amen. We all have a special call. And I thank God for what I've been called to do because it's I just praise me. God for what you've been called to do also. <laughs> I don't have to do anything but just wake up. I'm being honest. I don't have to dress up to do this. I don't have to pretend to do this. I just go to work. And you're so, that's so you. That is so you. And because I'm, I'm saying this because, guys, I've actually spent time with her. Yes. And she is, she is just what she's, she is yes. tonight. She's beautiful. She's absolutely her. beautiful. Love serving, love ministering, and that's what I'm all about. And I'm just grateful to have this opportunity to share with you. But I cannot do justice what all we were able to witness and see. But we do have a wonderful documentary that's coming out. Okay. It's put together, I will share it with you. Oh, good. Uh, and if you would like, we may do a follow-up. I don't know, but you can oh, do that would be great. what you like. Because there's a lot I, I know I've missed. The children were amazing. The adults were amazing. Uh, we baptized men. We baptized women. We baptized children. It was no certain group. It was just all who were hungry. People were hungry to eat, but they'd rather sit and listen to the teaching. They wouldn't get up. It was no competition with cell phones and all other stuff. They wanted to hear about this Jesus. And there were so many of them. Yes. I was looking at the pictures. Every night men and women and little children and every night different groups i was never i was in the same place i think two days and then i was in another place so what i'm saying different groups different people 
and people will be coming, like I say, up to 10, 12 kilometers away, walking. I mean, I literally saw, I could hear bones uh, being just, just changed, praying with folks. You could hear them crunching type ministry. I've never seen manifest that I've had healing ministry, been working here, but for what God did for me in Malawi, I literally could feel bones crunching and reforming and people strengthening, dancing when they couldn't stand up. Before. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could feel that. And you know what I'm saying? That the anointing was so strong that I was, I was preaching in my sleep, ready to go for the next day. I said, God, I, I didn't come prepared to preach every night when God said, no, you're ready to preach. And honey, every message was coming and I was making my notes for each day and the Lord just turned me loose, just turned me loose. And what am I saying? Those he called, he really prepared. This is something I could tell somebody. When you're ready, God is already ready. When we're ready, that's all God is waiting for. And you can't be afraid. You got to be willing to get in that dirty pit first. You know, a lot of folks want it all perfect first. Ooh. You got to be willing to get in the dirt. I know. I, it's like, God, I just want like a nice hotel room. <laughs> well, see, did you appreciate the nice hotel when you get it? But you also can identify with what the people are going through because you're going through with them. Yeah. Yeah. Am I making sense? You're making sense. Yes. I love you, Pastor. <laughs> so when I say I understand and I'm talking to them, they know I'm really understanding when I'm talking to the sister that's going through some stuff, because I have to go down the hill to the, use the same bathroom. She has to use a hole in the ground. You know what I'm trying to say? With a baby on her back, struggling, just trying to make it. So when I say, uh, she knows I understand. I'm not going to use a different bathroom and they're going to use another one. See, that's when that's, it gets real. See, this that's is real ministry. ministry. Yeah, that's this ministry. is real ministry. That's See, folks don't like to talk about. They just want the pristine, clean stuff. Mm -hmm. This but is ministry. Folks, yeah. And you reach folks where they are, they are, they can better receive your God. I guess when they looked at you, they was like, why are you here? Yeah. You know, it's like, you it, can be anywhere. Why are you here with us? They asked that question. And I told them, God sent me here. I said, God sent me to Malawi, and he wanted me to tell you something. And do you know what that is? And they all started listening. God wanted me to tell you that he loves you. Oh, and my God. concerned about you. This day, know that you're loved, and you're not forgotten. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, and that was the message. Taking God's love to Malawi. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. How many pastors do they have over there? Oh, they have a lot of pastors over there, but I was working with the Southwest Melanger District with the presiding elder Swinton, Rosetta Swinton, who I met back in 2015. She was actually preaching in Mississippi. Oh. And I told my bishop that I'm supposed to go to Malawi where she is. And he looked at me and he said, well, go tell her, you know, I'll get some problems. <laughs> I said, I went over there and told her, and she said, oh, when are you coming? And I started around oh. with the Lord. So I know a lot of people thought I was just talking, you know. Yeah. And the rest is history. But she has been fundamental in making sure that when I hit the ground, that I have a support team. Okay. And 
there was a team that she provided that traveled with me and she as well traveled with me baby i had a good team but she has a in all those this those villages i went to i want to say it was about 10 20, maybe about 42 pastors oh wow able to uh make sure all those members went to a church mm -hmm. and those pastors assisted me in the ministry when i got to their areas oh my gosh yes that's and, beautiful and then i was able to teach in sessions with those pastors during the day and they all want me to come back they're ready for me well, they, i'm sure i'm sure were, it, it was kind of it's sweet because they are so hungry for the teaching and they they are genuinely appreciative. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't take your work for granted, mm -hmm. and um and they want you to be comfortable the best way they know how to make you comfortable, because they know you're going to share some God nuggets. That's what they call it. Some God. Oh, nuggets. God nuggets. Yeah, I like that. God nuggets. <laughs> some God nuggets. Yes, so, what are some of the the social issues over there? Well, a lot of the social issues that we may not understand, uh, we may call them issues, but they're part of their culture. Okay. The women work the hardest. Uh, the women work from sun up to sundown, mostly making sure everything is done. And a lot of the work uh, is done by the women, praise the Lord. A lot. There's not a lot of work out in the work uh, air or field for the men. So without size from the farming and when the land has been devastated because of the floods, they hadn't been able to get a lot of their farming done. So okay. you don't see the men doing a whole lot of work. They're all hustling, trying to sell this or scrap up stuff to make ends meet. So the women are out uh, getting the water, the firewood, keeping the children straight, keeping the houses together. Uh, they don't sleep in beds like we're sleeping in. We're talking about villagers. They sleep on mats or they sleep on the ground. And when they go into their little houses or huts at night, everything they own goes in there with them. That's from ghost chicken. Everything goes inside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because if you leave it out, you know, somebody, you know, I'm just okay. saying that's part of the culture. You just put everything inside with you. And when the morning comes, you raise the rafters and the windows are open up and everything runs out. So it's now, like tents? Is it tents what, or? What, more intense because of the floods, but uh, as you'll see with some of the pictures, like some of them are mm -hmm. in huts, you know, okay. made out of mud and stone, half roofs made out of straw, some with no roofs. Uh, so this is no really remote. This is like, yeah, this is very, very, very remote. I was in real villages. This is not in it, uh, makeshift, pristine village. These are real village life people, you know, uh, real struggles, real concern. Uh, the, those who were in the makeshift tents that the, they don't have FEMA, but which the government had provided, those tents are worn and tattered now, and uh, they're falling apart. But they were given back in February when they had the cyclones, mm -hmm. and those families are still uh, dislocated. So we're praying for those families to, uh, to receive some type of adequate housing before the next cyclone season. It's just such a great need for everything. But the social issues by them being so remote is that families are not under us understanding how the culture is set up as far as the male and female dynamics. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's just things that, you know, by me being who I am, you know, I was having the men help do everything because that's what I'm used to doing. And, yeah. 
and uh, then I had to think about, you know, they, you know, they don't do this in their culture. They don't want to be telling them to do. So I, I had to revamp it. And I said, <laughs> brother, would you like to make sure we get this done? You know, you kind of rephrase yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Telling them and ordering them around. Yeah. So you have to be careful of those kind of things. Well, that's good. And you know, your baby look like, you know, she needs some attention. Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi. You know what? You are the most beautifulest little guest I've had. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're with me tonight. You're beautiful. Yeah, I think my mom has been on long enough. I've been yeah. trying to cry. <laughs> She's like, this is enough of this. I had told him, I said, I need you all to be really, really quiet so Aww. I can do so I guess she figured she was quiet long yeah, enough. Yeah, it's quiet enough. <laughs> I enjoy being on with you. It's just so much I can say, but I think the documentary would tell it better. Oh, that would be great. So would, whenever, you, whenever you're ready, just yes, let us know, and then you can present it to us. Yes, And we can do that live. She said, hey. Hey. And you have people always, watching you? I've always Look. had great respect for what Hi. you do, uh, Sister Bridget. Oh, my I, gosh. It's you. not, it's what you're doing. I'm just, oh, I'm just in love right now. Oh, you are just, you know, because when you read the scriptures and yeah. you, it's like this, you're doing it. You're doing what God called you to do yes, without hesitation. Yes, you know, you're not questioning. You're not, you just, you're saying, God, just use me. Yeah, just like Isaiah. Here I am. Here I am, I, use me. I can, I can identify with so many of the prophets. I mean, I could identify with John the Baptist. Repent for the kingdom of God. I was in, out in the lake, baptized. Oh, my God. Like, Isaiah, send me, I'll go. I know, <laughs> I know. Not perfect, but I'll go. <laughs> oh, that is and wonderful. When you're comfortable in this, you don't work a day in your life. You just do it. Well, we're proud of you, and we're going to let you take care of your babies. Say thank and you. And we love you so much, and we want you to come back and, and share that documentary with us. Yes, ma'am. Say, we love you, too, and thank you so much for having us. Okay, you can have Grandma back. Say bye-bye. <laughs> so love you, Miss Bridget. Love you, too. Thank you. Thank okay, bye-bye. God bless you. God